welcome to the Punk Priestess Podcast. I am your host, Majori, and today we have the pleasure of speaking with Ivy Sanem. She is an oracle and creator of Sanem 6 and one of the coolest tarot readers on Instagram, in my opinion. <laughs> and I'm so excited to have her on. So how are you today? <laughs> I'm feeling really good. Today has been an act- a real energetic and fun day for me. It's been a real useful and exciting change of pace given the whole like past three months <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah oh my god I mean that's interesting to say that because I feel like everyone else is having a very chaotic day <laughs> with you know Mercury retrograde there's five planets in Aquarius right now and I don't know I struggle with a lot of Aquarius energy it's very anxious like anxiety Really? I, don't, that's, I don't know. That's my opinion. How do you feel about Aquarius energy? <laughs> For me, Aquarius energy is really easy to work with. I mean, it rules my third house. Okay. I have Neptune in Aquarius. And then okay. also my Uranus is squaring everything in my Taurus deliums. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're pretty okay. <laughs> it's like, this is normal. This is Yeah. <laughs> this is how you like normally operate. <laughs> The road's on fire to everyone else, but for you, like you're used to the fire. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just like there's a lot of struggle, I feel, with the technology aspect, especially if Mercury retrograde is like really hitting that hard. And like Aquarius, it's really good at inventive technology. And then like with Mercury and Aquarius right now, it's kind of like, oh, we're not going to do that. <laughs> so but I've been yeah. feeling that. But I'm glad you're having a good day. So what are your top three, like your sun, moon, and rising? I'm an Aries sun. My moon is in cancer. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm a Sagittarius rising. So what are yours? Mine, I'm an Aries sun, like you, a Capricorn moon, and then a Libra rising. Capricorn moons come to me all the time. We have the best compatibility. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. I love that. Um, What do you think is the best part about being an Aries? Honestly, Aries have such a uh, youthful outlook to the world. Some people may think it's a bit like immature or naive, but I feel like having that sense of just, I want to say a youth when it comes to approaching the world and approaching life in general it's really good to have. We have no problem like letting go and having fun and just being ourselves. I feel like that's my favorite part about being an Aries. I like that. Yeah, it's just very open. I feel like adventurous and despite all the hardships, still not being jaded, like still being right. open and like, okay, like I, you know, want to just take this and see where it takes me. So I think that's really refreshing. Do you find it's like challenging having a cancer moon? Like, do you feel you're an empath and you get like really drawn into like emotions of others or does it help like your intuition? Tell me, tell me what that experience is like. (laughs) When I was younger, I had a really hard time embracing it. I didn't really understand my emotions and growing up, my mom's also an Aries sun cancer moon. Mm, So she can, she was pretty oppressive when it came to my emotions so I had a hard time embracing them, but now I'm like a proud crybaby and I love it. Like, (laughs) and when it comes to like being an empath and feeling everyone else's emotions, it's honestly really difficult when it comes to dating, because if someone is really attracted to me, I can take on that attraction and not really be attracted to them. And I think that's like my toxic trait. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my gosh. But you know what? That's also an Aries thing too, because from my experience, I don't like when someone is really into me. Like I kind of like that challenge. I get turned off. Like I need to pick my person. If you're like out, like at a bar or something, I don't like when the guy comes up to me, like I need to go up to the guy. Like (laughs) Like this shows that I'm okay with it, but if I don't approach you, stay over there. (laughs) I like being approached though, because I feel like I'm always approaching people because they think I'm intimidating. I'm like, I'm not intimidating. You're just a scared little punk. Like that's, <laughs> that was the most Aries thing I said all day. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's true. It's like, I think since I have like a Libra rising, I come off like a lot, very approachable, which, you know, I think that is good. But yeah, Aries are just unfuckwithable and people just have to get on board. <laughs> Period. Period. Exactly. (laughs) So, but no, I think that's awesome. Is there like a part of your chart that you love or like, what do you think is the most interesting part of your birth chart? Honestly, I think if we're talking about in general, the most interesting thing about my birth chart is that all of my planets are underneath the horizon. Okay. I don't have any planets above the horizon. So that means like, And since I'm a Sag rising, that means they're all, like, in (laughs) the the most weird places, (laughs) like a Taurus stellium. My Pluto is in the first house. Like, what type of... It's really weird, but I think my Pluto first house would be the most interesting thing about my chart. That is really cool. That's probably why people are afraid of me. (laughs) True. Very intense energy, but also, like, underneath the horizon, it is kind of the more introspective energy of the birth chart so you know that's really cool that everything's like kind of below that so I think that's cool like Pluto energy do you really feel like that connects with your tarot and your divination do you feel like that really embraces who you are yeah yes I'm trying to remember I can't remember but yeah I think it I think it does I feel like it ties into the way that I like to explore and expand on a lot of different things it I feel like having your Pluto and Sagittarius is like Scorpio but like elite (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like Scorpio but not too stubborn to learn something Mm -hmm. so it's like ingrained in my being to want to expand and explore on a bunch of different things and then when it comes to reading tarot I'm constantly digging deeper and finding different ways of approaching the same thing mm-hmm. and I feel like that's my that's what I love about reading tarot and cards in general and it's also just my favorite thing about just being here is that I can always look at the same thing differently and mm-hmm. it does make it really intense though like you've watched my readings <laughs> they get real <laughs> they do get real uh, but I love that though because I do want to talk about your readings because when I watched you do your readings on Instagram I feel it's just so genuine and I just love, it's just pure Aries joy. Like I love it. Like Aries in its best self because like with, I'm like a little bit older than you and I feel like the world has kind of hit me a little bit and I'm like, I lost that light. I lost that like carefreeness, that free spiritness that I want to tap into because it's so Aries just expressing yourself and just doing it without a care in the world. And that is just so pure. And that's just what gravitates me towards your readings. And I feel, I don't watch like really any other tarot readers because it's just very, 
either it's too pretentious or it's very um like ordered like orderly and it's not like free-spirited and carefree and that's why i love watching your readings because it's just like okay like this is relatable this is fun this is nonchalant and it's just like so aries and i love it so (laughs) thank you yeah everyone you have to watch ivy's instagram lives they're pure joy (laughs) (laughs) and they're like extra long (laughs) that's good I try to make them shorter, but you know, it just doesn't work like that. Instagram gives you unlimited time. Mm-hmm. And my friends be like, okay, it's time for part two with the live. I'm like, part two? We've been in here for 60 minutes straight. <laughs> like, I know. What else do you want from me? <laughs> Instagram, it used to cut you off like at 60 and that it was just like, you have five seconds to save it. And then it's like gone forever, you know? So it's kind of like nice. Yeah, that yeah, was a struggle. Retrograde during that time of Instagram was the worst. I've lost so many reading. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. I've had that. Yeah. But no, I just think like, that's just so cool. And Aries have a lot to say. We do. And people need to listen to us. Like if they're not, like I'm questioning really their sanity. <laughs> they don't want to listen to us because we say the things that they don't want to hear. Yep. Like, you're too afraid to listen to me speak. And that's why you have a problem with me. <laughs> <laughs> hundred percent because Aries rules the head so it's like intellect and it's like we do rule intellect so you should pay attention to your leader (laughs) exactly and plus we are like Vedic Aries are Pisces right Mm -hmm. yeah so we we do tap into that very old and wise and all-knowing energy Mm -hmm. and while we are Aries we still have that youthful approach to us but we low-key fairies like we know a lot more than you think just exactly exactly i know i gotta hype up about aries because i feel like i don't get i don't know a lot of aries we're rare really yeah i in my life i feel i I know a couple you know too many life your life is starving you i i know a lot of aries women i only know like three aries men but aries women always find me and we always have the best relationships I don't know if, if it's something with other people's signs. They just can't get along with their sign. I'm like, that's a you problem. Because I love Aries. And Aries women, like, not to brag or anything, but we're the best. <laughs> we are. We, yeah. We have a lot to offer. And we are the best at conversations. We have the most versatile taste. Yeah, the hey. list can go on and on. I know. Yeah, my dad's an Aries, actually. I feel like really? um, Aries men are very different than Aries women in a sense. Like they're a little bit more of like the lamb and Aries women are the ram. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you see us like in action, like when you first meet an Aries man in my experience, because I actually have a lot more Aries men in my life than women and they come off a little bit more shy and you have to kind of open them up. And then it's like the sheep of the Aries. And then you know, I feel like Aries women, like you can spot an Aries woman in a room because she's so unique in like herself and she doesn't care what anyone else, you know, how they respond to her. You're like, okay, that's an Aries. But no, that's really cool. So speaking of tarot, do you have a favorite tarot card or do you have, I don't know, like what card is like your favorite that you identify with? Oh man, that's a hard, that's a hard question. My favorite cards to see in a reading especially in a reading would be uh, temperance and justice. But the card that I most identify with, and this is so 
it is so funny like after you know the story behind it but the devil and the devil has so many different sides to it and i think people really uh shrink the devil into something Mm -hmm. really negative something one-sided and really it's the devil i feel like honestly it can represent our life as humans period you know and being a life past six it is my my life (laughs) okay okay yes Mm -hmm. yeah but i love the devil because you know it's like more than meets the eye you know you think you know about devil energy because you are a christian or because you know you watch supernatural or lucifer on fox you know but (laughs) (laughs) but it's like to actually be familiar with the energy and to be able to see it from many different perspectives can really open you up to realizing how weird things can get inside of that energy Mm mm-hmm and I feel um, like connecting it to astrology, devil rules Capricorn. And, you know, you can also see that side of things too. Because I pull the devil card a lot because I have a Capricorn stellium, Capricorn moon. So I have a lot of Capricorn in my chart. And I just really can see how with work situations and just my viewpoint of the world is kind of having that pragmatic, patriarchal, capitalistic type mentality and how that can either be beneficial for you and also how it can be and negative side effects. And right. we are all operating in those systems if we like it or not. So we have no choice. Like we can try to get away from it. Maybe the age of Aquarius will help us like push away a little bit, but you know, it is so juicy of a card. I feel like the image doesn't really do it justice because we just get so stuck in that Adam and Eve type imagery. And it's like with the devil and like Christianity, and it's like, no, like let's get to the root of what this card is. So what is your opinion on temperance? Like, why do you feel like you pull that card a lot? Because I think it's a very interesting card and there's so many different interpretations. So I really want to hear what your interpretations are of the temperance. Okay, so I want to say in 2020, back early 2020, early quarantine, I was pulling temperance all the time. And... And, you know, temperance is the card right before the devil. (laughs) I pulled it all the time. And I never, in reading temperance definitions in the guidebooks and textbooks, it was so weird and confusing because they all said different things. So I Googled the word and it basically means voluntary self-restraint. And it shows that, I mean, it's like a representation of like control, and understanding yourself and a lot of times I see it when you're moving out of a space and into another one like that sort of limbo it's like a like a doorway card almost and it's like going from right and it's like going from something that's pretty surface level because it comes after the hangman it comes after death you know those are the prerequisite cards to what's left in the world what's beyond everything that we can see and it's that portal way to everything else and I really love that it can represent that and it can also represent you know being intentional and trying to find different ways to do the same thing and sometimes it to me it represents going back to the drawing board sometimes too you know that trial and error that doing things and then doing them again and trying to do things in a way that makes sense for you Mm-hmm. and trying to find a way that it best fits for you and I, I really resonate with that card a lot especially now 
And I like that it's something so pure to come across. You know, it's like, you know, you're doing good, but go back to the drawing board and try it again. You know, it's not over for you. You still have more to to explore and to see. Mm-hmm. I love that because when I was learning tarot, you know, many lifetimes ago in my old age, just kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's always like, oh, this is a card of peace and tranquility because, you know, it just comes right after death. And, you know, and it's kind of like, no, just because it has an angel, it doesn't mean that it's (laughs) these basic terms. So what I identify with the temperance, I always see it as um, connecting to your guardian angel's and it's, I pulled a lot of clients. I don't pull that card a lot personally for myself or I haven't recently, but it's just kind of like connecting to your spirituality because it rules Sagittarius. So, you know, taking a dive into a different realm, connecting to your guides and your ancestors and getting another side of information that you wouldn't get in your like day-to-day life. That's kind of how I always interpret that card, but I do really like your interpretation. That's something that I'm going to take in and like utilize that. I love that. That is so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so tell me about your least favorite tarot card. (laughs) This might sound a bit controversial, but my least favorite tarot card is actually the world. And it's because I don't understand the world. I've never experienced the world. Mm -hmm. So it's really elusive to me. Like I can understand it as a concept, but as a reality, the world just seems so far away. So I don't really get it. That's why it's my least favorite. That and also the fool. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I don't understand the fool either because those are both, it's just something I've never experienced. And it's like, I thought I did, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what is this? What does this look like? How does this feel? I've never been a fool before. So I can't really fully appreciate this. And that's why they're my least favorite. (laughs) The world card is tricky. And it's, you can read sometimes the world as the fool and the fool as the world, because, you know, sometimes the fool knows nothing, but after your journey, when you finish a chapter or you finish, you know, something in your life is completed, you're still the fool. (laughs) So you kind of are starting back at square one. It's like, you know, just because you completed like an education or whatever, like you're always going to have a new beginning and you're always going to start from square one, no matter why it's kind of like unavoidable. But yeah, I definitely like, I struggle with the world card, which is why I think it's very helpful to use Oracle cards in combination of tarot, which I know you do as well. Can you kind of talk about like why you use Oracle decks and kind of what's your interest with that? Okay. I started using Oracle decks because I saw my favorite reader using Oracle. Who's your favorite reader? She's not my favorite favorite. She's just the first reader that I interacted with on social media. And okay. it's uh, Jessica from Bahati Life. And okay. I, loved, I love her style. I love her approach to tarot. I personally couldn't teach the way that she teaches, but I love that. Well, one, she's a Virgo, so I mean, that's why. <laughs> Okay. Yep. Can't relate. Yeah. Can't relate. But I love that she has, she's spent her whole life diving real deep into the car. So she's like effortless with it. And she combines the messages so beautifully. I I got inspired. So I got me a couple of Oracle decks. (laughs) But I love that they're more 
well, a lot of decks can be very straightforward mm-hmm. and they have a different approach to the energy, just like how different tarot decks do. But I like that it's not like trying to decode a cryptic message. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, just, it's just straightforward. It's right there. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite Oracle deck that you use? Right now? Yeah. It is the Morgan's Tarot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorites too. Um, yeah, the Morgan's Tarot, it's, all, it's so trippy because it was made in the 60s and it's just the lingo is still very relevant today. But you look at the guidebook and you're like, whoa, this is some deep shit. Right. Mushrooms was definitely taken in like acid when creating this because you're like, you read some of the things, you're just like, holy fuck. Like you have an out of body experience. So yeah, I love the Morgan's Tarot. Uh, that one's definitely a must have. But yeah, I feel like I've only been using Oracle cards with tarot for two and a half years now. So, and I love it. Like, it's pretty new to me combining the two. Do you ever read without Oracle cards or do you always, you do still? Okay. So I feel like I can't now. Like, I love just like, (laughs) I I love just using them. Usually I do use both because sometimes the tarot can't clarify the tarot. (laughs) Mm-mm. You like you need a different something different because it's like this. I'm not gonna understand it if I keep using this. So pull it from an oracle. I also like Moonology Oracle, mm-hmm. and I don't know why it just really resonates. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good if you connect with it. You connect with it. But I guess we're kind of like going back with this question. I'm going to ask, but what inspired your journey into tarot and like anything like witchy or mystical? <laughs> Oh, man, what inspired the thing? Okay, so when I was, like, one of my first memories ever in existence is of my mom watching this movie, and I don't know what this movie is called. It was, like, a horror movie, of course, and they featured tarot cards. And the 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 scene that imprinted on me at such a young age was when they flipped over the tarot card, and it was part of, like, the tower or some shit, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole house started shaking. I mean, the lights started flickering, and uh people started getting scared they started running it was the most iconic scene to represent tarot i'm like yep i like that and then about like when i was 16 i started watching penny dreadful first episode she brings out the most iconic tarot deck it costs like 70 dollars at least (laughs) find it on the internet i was like no But seeing her use the cards, I'm like, those cards, that's what I want to do. I want to learn how to do that. And that's what got me started. I got, what's it called? The Wild Unknown Tarot. Worst decision of my life. Best decision of my life. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. Yeah, I feel like that's like a normal beginner deck for some reason. I don't like that. It's a beginner deck. Yeah, I don't understand it because it's not a good beginner deck. It is probably one of the worst beginner decks you could give a beginner. It's because there's not many images that you can learn. Mm -mm. I mean, a lot of it's really Pip style. And it's she organizes it so that you have to use the book if you Mm -hmm. are new to tarot. I don't like that. That's Mm -hmm. why I started my own... The, the little course situation that I have now because I had the hardest time learning to read cards and it's because the writer Wade Smith wasn't attractive to me and mm-hmm. it was the only thing that I had available. Rachel True came out with her tarot deck 
five, five years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would have been really helpful, but she didn't. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. So tell me more about um, your course. Oh, okay. So it's like an Oracle, an Oracle's approach to intuitively decoding messages, basically. I consider myself an Oracle, you know, just flowing with the messages from the divine. <laughs> Cause I can, cause I don't really need to use the cards to channel. So I don't, I've stopped calling myself a strictly tarot reader for that purpose, but I love tarot. I would never leave tarot. <laughs> you can't. It's a relationship. You can't. You leave, and tarot, it won't allow you to leave. Exactly. You're in, you're in. <laughs> exactly. And then you want to get more deeper into it. And I love exploring the archetypes of tarot, but because I wanted to make this more so about using your intuition and your inner knowing to figure out how to read cards, I didn't make it only about tarot. And really, I wanted to use Morgan's tarot as a tool because of its symbolism and all of the cards. It is really iconic, and you don't have to use the guidebook to figure shit out. That's mm-hmm. what I love about it. You don't. And I wanted to focus on. Uh, like somatic experience, you know, like in like getting into your body and understanding how your mind and body interact while also being in channel and interacting with the cards because you are your own tool when Mm -hmm. you're using these tools. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk, I have on here, like, what is it? What happens when you're reading cards? Um, We're talking about energetic hygiene, the dangers of getting into this type of this type of work, you know, grounding, setting the vibe, but also when it comes to giving readings, the things to look for and the things to study when Mm -hmm. we are giving readings and talking about your psychic clear senses, because they also play a part when you Mm -hmm. want to get into intuitive reading. And then I have games and activities and stuff too that I've developed over the course of these years. That's so awesome. That is so exciting and like original because tarot is still taught in a very structured way using the writer way. And I myself am a victim to this because I do teach tarot classes and with my Capricorn mind and everything, I do learn very structured like that. So I do appreciate the writer Waite Smith, but I know it's not for everyone. And just some people will just never connect with it. And that's fine. Like I haven't used that deck personally in like over five years, but it did. <laughs> because I I have other decks that I love now and I connect more with, but I did learn on that deck because I tried it with the Gustav Clint kind of like a fun character deck and it was, you couldn't read it. It was impossible if you didn't know tarot, kind of like your experience in the beginning. So I was like, okay, let me just go back to basics. Let me get the writer Wade Smith and, you know, but through that I was able to deviate on my own and, you know, find my own meaning. But I think that's so awesome. Do you know when your course is going to be available? Is it going to be like virtual online, FaceTime situation? I want it to be virtual, like through Zoom Mm -hmm. to start out because I want to get some, I want to figure out how it feels. I did offer tarot reading classes, like getting into the tarot cards early this year but it just didn't work that's why I had to revise it I'll battle like this mm-hmm. but um and it was too much information for such a small period of time so right now at the rate that I'm going working on it I think I'll be finished with the curriculum by mid this month but I'm not sure when I want to offer it because there's still some things I want to work out like pricing and 
figuring out when's the right time to to drop it. So I feel like this thing posted and keeping up with the social media because I I'm updating. I'm getting my software is upgrading so that I can be more active on social mm-hmm. media now. <laughs> oh, that's good. No, that's good. That's awesome. That's so cool. Um, well, I definitely, I want to take your course when you have it available. I think that's so oh cool. <laughs> no, I definitely do because, you know, what you're offering, it's beyond just Tarot 101. This is like really connecting to your intuitive ability and how that's going to enhance not only you as a reader, but you can be able to help others on their journey because tarot is very healing and that's a huge reason why i really connected with tarot because yes it's fun and it's pretty and you know it's colorful but that's not really the point the point is to connect to something deeper and i think if you can do that in a very genuine way that's not just so copy and paste like that i don't know you can't put like a price on that individuality so i think that's really cool That's really cool. Thank you. I feel you just touched my heart right there. (laughs) I'm glad. Wow. So one person in my stream the other day, I think last week, they told me that I seem so passionate about what I do. And I was like, I I seem passionate. Like, what? What do you mean? Stop. Stop. (laughs) I have, I don't know. I feel like having so many planets under the horizon, I'm just really in my own world I don't really understand how I how I'm seen by the world so and I really say to myself I don't get compliments that often but I stay giving it I like giving everybody else compliments I like lifting everybody else's esteem <laughs> I love that I love that so if you could read tarot for anyone dead or alive who would it be like who's your number one? Oh my gosh anybody dead or alive well I definitely read tarot for Rihanna <laughs> Like, if I could mm-hmm. read her cards, I feel like I'd be so satisfied with my life that I could die right at that moment. <laughs> and, and Santa Claus. <laughs> that was so unexpected. <laughs> Look, I want to know what Santa has in the cards because he lives such a mysterious life. And I'm like, well... I want to I want to sit down and we can get into these cars like what's up with you and these elves what's up with you in your shop like how come I haven't heard the bells recently are you okay are you good Santa (laughs) (laughs) are you still up there how's the reindeer (laughs) exactly and also because Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer has been stuck in my head since October and I don't understand why (laughs) that sounds like a curse probably is oh my gosh that's hilarious i think rihanna's cool i'm kind of terrified of rihanna at the same time and she's a pisces (laughs) and i'm like why am i scared of a pisces (laughs) look i feel like there's no reason because and i feel like sometimes because i used to be pretty intimidated by her but a lot of it had to do with just her presence and i felt like when I was younger, I was really like afraid to listen to her, like not because my mom or because, you know, anything else. It was just, what will this music do to me? (laughs) And it's like the more popular stuff, like, yeah, that's cool. I like her popular stuff. But getting into like all the songs that are not on the radio from Talk That Talk and getting into Rated R, which is really interesting set of music. 
I know you're more into like punk music. I, I listen to your playlist, child. You have really <laughs> good <you>. playlists. <laughs> but listening yeah. to Rihanna's music, it was like not only like that embodiment of your sexuality and your sensuality, but also your power and that nobody can touch you no matter what you're doing. And it had a lot to do with building my confidence up in this mm-hmm. world. I, and I feel like she's a really centered person, like really down to earth and really easy to talk to. I ran our pattern, our compatibility on the pattern. <laughs> <laughs> was it Just good? Like, oh, it was great. <laughs> and so you could totally be friends, but you might have to watch out for, like, it was like something in my chart that could kind of, I want to say, like, lower myself around her. But I'm like, that's old news. I will never do that around anybody. The pattern... Mm-hmm. The pattern speaks on old patterns that have already outgrown. <laughs> so I yeah, that was the, the app. <laughs> that was the old you. <laughs> exactly. Now I'm like, I'm me and you're you and we can exist <laughs> together. Do you ever feel really competitive with like anything? Because I know like Aries energy can be naturally competitive. Um, but do you, do you feel that way at all? <sighs> I used to be well I wouldn't really say competitive I had I used to have a really bad relationship with a competition when playing games intimately with people I get pretty competitive I feel like I should be especially if I feel like I should be good at something but I'm not but now but after a while I was just like I don't want to compete it doesn't feel good for me I don't it doesn't feel healthy now I'm like I can and I'll be okay Mm-hmm. But I don't really compete with anybody because I'm really in my own lane. The only thing I really do get worked up about is my Duolingo. <laughs> we, <laughs> I be up there, I'm like, uh-uh, this person got a thousand XP. It's day three. What are you doing there? Try hards on that app. But I do try to stay in the top 10 because I'm that bitch. Like... <laughs> Yeah, Aries got to be number one. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I feel like it's hard with social media sometimes because especially like growing your business and your ba- your brand, you're like, okay, well, this is what this person, how this is how they're advertising or um, this is how they're doing their tarot. And, you know, I, can, I feel like it's hard to not compare yourself or feel competitive. Oh, but that comparison is really real. I felt it. That's why I'm taking such I'm taking such a long like real break from social media is mm-hmm. to find my authentic authenticity. That was my theme of the year because it's something that I've been struggling a lot with is finding my own voice and how I show up in this world and the mm-hmm. role that I play. Because when building my brand and starting things out, I look towards everybody and not just how they do things. But I would try like reading different tarot reading styles. I watched Bakara a lot. So mm-hmm. I would like try to see what it feels like to read tarot like her. See how it feels to read tarot like Jessica, mm-hmm. you know, and other readers. And then like looking at how people arrange themselves. Like I, I'm not really put together when it comes to the business part of things. So it's like writing a bio, getting the website straight and figuring out what exactly what information is needed. I would definitely look towards other people and compare myself to them and try to align with them. I feel like that has, like, do you follow human design? I don't. Mm-mm. Okay. I'm going to so write that down. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not, it's fairly new, 
Uh, I did a human design course situation with Crystal the Oracle. So I have all the notes if you want to share notes. Yes. But, um, <laughs> Please. But um, in human design, there's this concept of your earth planet in your human design chart. And it's always opposite your sun. So me and you have Libra Earths. And basically what your earth sign is, is who you are completely subconsciously. It's not like your moon, you know, where it's who you are emotionally and how you handle yourself in that way. This is complete unconscious self. So when it came to like trying to build that type of harmony and understand myself in that way, I was trying too much to align flush with other people and try to blend in Mm -hmm. instead of finding my own individual voice and... That's why I had to take a really long break away from comparing myself and trying to blend in and just actually try to figure out where I stand here because I know that I will never be able to be like anyone else and it's a hard pill to swallow. But it's like I I also I also don't like a lot of the things that I see. I don't like looking at other especially other small pages if they're only talking about tarot they're only posting about cars they're only doing this one thing and i'm like this is frustrating Mm -hmm. and it's and it's not attractive to look at Mm -hmm. and i don't like being bombarded with information i don't indulge in many tarot readers you're the only reader that i watch on the regular (laughs) so thank you (laughs) (laughs) i feel bad realness and it's like the news for me like i'm like yes i need this weekly dose of realness i don't watch anyone else because they talk about the same stuff and it feeds into like whatever i want to hear a lot of times when these readers come across my page Mm mm-hmm yeah. And also, I don't want to offend anyone, but I want to have more BIPOC people in my mm-hmm. circle because I don't, I'm lucky enough to be growing up in an environment where I can see a lot of people in the industry that look like me. But mm-hmm. in this industry, I really don't. So I already can't identify much with these people. So really focus on having more people around me that look like me. And also, I mean, I have to have a really diverse group of people. Of course, I have, you know, people in my circle who are of different ethnic backgrounds and, you know, even different like life backgrounds, you know, it's really inspiring to have more people around me that look like me. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That's really, yeah, you brought in so many good points. Um, Yeah, because I feel the same way about spirituality is just for some reason with the internet and social media, it's just so whitewashed. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, um, where did this come from? Because it wasn't white before, but <laughs> just like, you know, so I'm just being real, you know? And like, you know, tarot um, and ast- astrology, is there's so many different ethnicities involved in tarot, but just, you know, it doesn't get the attention and, or the praise. And I only watch, um, for tarot, I watch you, I watch Jessica Crispin, and then I watch Bakara. Um, sometimes like some, sometimes I can't always catch hers because I'm doing mine at the same time that she's doing hers now. But <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I'm very select with who I get spiritual guidance and information from. And it helps when people look like you are, you know, kind of relating their experience back to you because you can connect to that. So, but yeah, I just, a lot of tarot readers, they make it all about them and you have to separate 
your energy from the collective. It's not all about you. Because why am I, am I going to watch a reading about you just reading for yourself or relating the cards to your life events that I have no partake in? But I think, yeah, that's definitely something to be aware of because there's like a lot of competition. There's a very conformative capitalistic way of how you should brand your tarot business or, you know, do these things. And if you don't do them this way, then you don't look professional or you don't look like you know what you're doing. And we have to debunk this chaos. And it's slowly, the structures are slowly falling down. And I'm really glad that you're just like not subscribing to the bullshit online. (laughs) I, I can't. And then all that structure and although my life path energy is ruled by the devil my most dominant planet in astrology is uranus <laughs> so, okay mm-hmm. and uranus is squaring my saturn squaring my jupiter squaring what else is she squaring uh my mars and taurus and it's mm-hmm. like that type of clash of energy in such a structured and like determined and stubborn sign makes it so that <laughs> so we're saying this out loud to someone else but it makes it so that it's really hard to follow a structure that doesn't fit I have a hard t- like before I just accepted the fact that I have to work I had a hard time wanting to work a regular job mm-hmm. because it was just it didn't feel right and I had to and it took a really long time to work on embracing that that's just a part of humanity mm-hmm. you know survival I had a exactly and I'm like I can't do that I don't want to do this forever <laughs> mm-hmm. just for now with that in in place it's like trying to do things like other people and trying to do things like the way they were prescribed to me it just doesn't fit and also I literally mentally it doesn't compute it really doesn't make any sense to me so I had to do it differently mm-hmm. in a way that made sense yeah because if not I was just going to be confused <laughs> And I feel like it takes the joy out of it too. Cause I remember I've kind of slowed my role a little bit with, Oh my God, I have to get so many likes or I have to, you know, interact in these ways and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't have time. Literally. I don't have enough hours in the day to put the time and attention towards doing things the way they Instagram tells you, you need to do them or, you know, the social media platforms, but yeah, it just, you want to f- just do something that connects with your joy and you know, just kind of separating your joy from the system is revolutionary. (laughs) So that's cool. So with reading tarot, do you feel like it's something that you have to do every day? Like, do you pull daily cards for yourself or do you, is it just something like a couple, you know, days a week or not even? If it wasn't for the Thursday live, I probably would never pull cards for myself ever. Mm-hmm. And it's because when I was in college, <laughs> it's it's funny to think that I was in college, but when I was in college, <laughs> um, I had a lot of complicated situations arise, arise in my life and I would go to the cards and it got to the point where the cards was like, and mind you, this is the wild unknown being an asshole to me. I had to use the guidebook. I didn't understand what was going on for real. But I understood enough. The card said, Ivy, you have to live. Make a decision for yourself. Take your time. You know, be patient. Things are going to unfold it whether they do. And mm-hmm. you don't have to be so anxious about it, pretty much. 
And I was like, okay, fine. And so I did what I decided to do and life was going. <laughs> and I, I learned that I didn't have to know everything and that I didn't have to be so aware of what was going to happen in the world and stuff like that. And it really made me anxious about what was going to happen. So mm -hmm. now I just focus on mainly on overarching energies that we are in and just sharing the word and whatever messages come through, they come through. But um, I realized that I, even if I try to read cards for myself, a lot of times it doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so. I know there's this huge, um, a lot of like tarot readers are like, oh, you need to, to learn the cards. The best way is, you know, pulling a card a day. And yes, you know, okay, you can learn the cards, but it's very frustrating. I go back and forth between getting, pulling cards every day um, for myself. It's like a couple, like two or three. And then I go through patterns where I don't, but I'm on this regimen where I am pulling cards every day for myself and it actually is not very healthy, I'm finding. So I'm going to stop that because you do feel anxious. What am I not seeing? Like, instead of just, you know, kind of letting your day just happen naturally, you're kind of in a constant state of either worry, like dread. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's good, but then sometimes you need to separate yourself. Like I don't do spreads for myself anymore. I used to, I do it for clients only and then the weekly reading, but for myself, I just don't have a desire. And I'm glad that you, that you come to realize that I have, I've met people older than us both put together and they're like really codependent on divination. And I'm, it's, I, in my opinion, it's a pretty sad way to live. Because it takes, it takes the fun out of life. It takes the mystery out of it. And you're so anxious trying to know. It's like you can't let go. You can't enjoy life. And the best part about life is that you don't know what's going to happen. So, mm -hmm. I feel like astrology is that way too. It's kind of like I don't look at a lot of future stuff in my chart. I'm like, let's just, you know, see what transits are happening the next couple of months. Like, or not even the next couple of months. Like, it, I feel like astrology can also be very a very caging relationship too, if not handled correctly. But, and that's why I, well, I believe that's why me offering readings to people one-on-one -on -one never worked out because I was really afraid of people having a really a codependent relationship with me and reading cards. Also, it's so draining reading cards every day, especially if you want to maintain like a lifestyle from reading cards it's like it's over it can be overwhelming and then all that energy from people of course like I practice proper hygiene you know mm -hmm. I gotta I know how to take care of myself when it comes to that but it just seems like it's a lot and you you offering readings to people one-on-one -on -one, I think that is the most phenomenal work that can be done <laughs> because it takes a really strong individual to put themselves to like offer themselves to people like that and like now that I'm older and I have more experience and more knowledge, more wisdom, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's like coming from the 20 year old. <laughs> like, now that I'm older, <laughs> now that I'm older, yeah, I think I could, I'm pretty sure I could do it, especially with the way work is. And I don't really want to get another job right now because it doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel safe for me. Like for me, it doesn't feel right. But I really would rather teach someone else how to do it 
something to do it for them. It's like, you can wear yourself out reading cards, <laughs> but you're not going to wear me out. Like, you can do it yourself. I'd rather do that because I don't mm-hmm. want anyone blowing my phone to talk about something. What does this mean? Oh, yeah. Boundaries is like a huge thing. Like, I have phenomenal clients. Like, it's pretty much, I don't have to really deal with them after. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Because you don't want a clingy client for sure. But yeah, I don't, I don't have that issue. I mean, you know, I like the follow up or whatever, but yeah, I just feel like you get to a point where you start attracting people who are very genuine, who like are kind of like on the same vibration and you don't get that craziness. Like I did, I used to be on Etsy like three years ago and it's like the worst mistake ever. Like never, like (laughs) never do tarot readings on Etsy. It's like the worst thing you could ever do to your life. And I, I didn't really have much business from Etsy anyways, but I remember I had one person, some rando, incredibly like verbal abuse, like everything. I had to deactivate my account. I had to like make a complaint with Etsy and then. Yikes. <laughs> so that was like, after that, I was like, okay, you know, we have to set boundaries. We have to, you know, like you learn these things as you go. It was a good learning experience. Yeah. It was just like, I understand how it can be very draining, but it's all about boundaries. Um, and I love reading for others, but I also, you need to kind of separate yourself from tarot. Like I wouldn't be able to with working and other things to do readings every day. I don't know how people can do that. That's a lot. Do you have any um, crystals or any like type of magical tools that you use besides your tarot deck or like in combination? Hmm. I have recently been uh, associating myself with more crystals. I have this, uh, I'm in my bed. <laughs> I have this gear soul palm stone that I sleep with underneath my pillow. And that's been a thing that I've been doing lately. It's like sleeping with different crystals mm-hmm. to understand what they want to tell me. Uh, before I was sleeping with this, what is it called? Silver Sheen Obsidian. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it gave me the wildest dreams. <laughs> like, I was like, whoa. <laughs> the most vivid and interesting and really deep dreams Girasol is pretty much the same except they're really bouncy and I don't know weird and also the fact that it's mercury retrograde like I feel like that plays a a huge part in it too Mm -hmm. I remembered a lot more dreams with the silver sheen obsidian but recent I've recently started getting into crystals and I don't feel energy you know how people can like feel the vibe I don't do that Mm -hmm. I don't really talk to crystals I don't really understand it it's just pretty earth energy yes (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. but I'm starting to build a relationship with them because now I have so many I don't understand how these can be used (laughs) but I've recently started getting into that and incorporating them with readings and some stuff I do understand like what they represent what they stand for and when I'm bringing them into readings, I'm like, oh, okay, this is why this is here. And this is why, like, you know, you need this energy. So therefore, like, you know, hold this crystal while we're here. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. But I think that's it. I mean, other tools, I have a set of pins, you know, like decorative, like clothing pins. Mm-hmm. I have them all in like this little pouch. And okay. I use them. I don't know if you've seen me use them in like a tarot reading before, but I would use them like little oracle cards Mm -hmm. and they have a totally different vibe it's like really cryptic but since it's not like 
designated for oracle reading it brings a totally different set of insight and you can Mm -hmm. use whatever like comes to mind about it like I have this one pen that's just a mustache (laughs) and it comes out every single (laughs) reading and I don't know what it could mean but it's a little mischief maker and it just adds so much flavor and personality to mm-hmm. to readings and stuff like that. That's cool. That's like charm casting, like kind of getting a box of trinkets that are, have some type of sentimental value and utilizing them as a form of divination as well. That's like something I would do just by happenstance. It's like a young girl. Like I would have like cute little like charms or just like little, you know, Barbie toys or whatever. And that would kind of be like, something special fulfilling to me but yeah I you know I am a crystal slut like I have so many like, <laughs> I ran out of space I'm at max capacity like I don't know I have no more surface space like my walls I need I need more space but I do feel there's like the crystal meanings they are kind of like blended in the same and I just stopped memorizing what these crystals meant I'm like I'm gonna have the crystal tell me and show me much. what it That's means. That's how like, you do it. You know, so if anyone wants to get into crystals, like you don't have to have knowledge behind it. If it's pretty and it attracts you, just buy it. <laughs> pretty much. I feel like that's how I feel about anything. Like if you see a tarot deck in a metaphysical store, like if you go to Earthbound, you're like, oh, this seems nice. Just buy it. Mm-hmm. You don't like if it comes with a little blurb, a guidebook, you can read it. But really let yourself tell you what you should do with it. And I feel like that's, that's how you build the best relationship with things Mm -hmm. because I can't for the life of me memorize anything. So (laughs) I don't even try to, I, if I need to, if I'm feeling drawn to, I'll Google it. Mm -hmm. But other than that, like the best type of relationship, like you will know when you need it, you'll feel drawn to it. You'll know how it, what it does for you after a while of continuously using it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel like you having that personal relationship between whatever tool you use is, I want to say the best way to interact with things. Mm-hmm. It's very, um, what's, it's important. It is. There's an Oracle card and the postcards for the liminal space, which is a deck I think you have, right? No, uh, I ordered oh, you it. Don't. You ordered it. Okay, ordered good. It. But it's a card. It's what you love, loves you back. And that is just so true with your magical tools. It's like, if you love it, if it's a genuine connection, you're not just buying it because it's cool or like you think you need to have it. Like if you authentically connect to it, it can tell. They're, you know, they're living things. Like it's energy, like in these forms, it's the earth. Like we're connected to the earth and these tools, crystals have been here longer before us. So they, they lived a life. So, <laughs> so we should be honored that we're in its presence, you know? Exactly. <laughs> you know, when one day, this is going to sound so woo-woo, and I don't, I'm going to just say it. One day when I was on some grass, you know, that Chiba Chiba, I was on my way <laughs> home one day. My friend was driving me home, and the sun was booming. It was in September September in Virginia is still real hot. So, <laughs> so it's like the sun is beaming on me. I'm like a little high and I'm talking to the sun. I'm like, yeah, what's good? And the sun is like, you know, the rainbows that you see in crystals. I'm like, yeah, they're like, it is like having, um, it's like an aura, the earth's aura imprinted into the crystal. I was wow. like, no way. <laughs> 
I love that. Oh my God. It's like imprinted into the crystal. Wow. And that is deep. Right. And I was like, so it's like, so it just reminds me that one crystals are literally from the earth, no matter how tumbled and smooth and plastic they may seem. They are these living things that come from our ground. We have to honor the people who have gone into the dangerous depths to get it. Honor, you know, the fact that the earth pooped this out. (laughs) (laughs) And then that it has so much more knowledge than we do. And I feel that way about even this, the whole system that we live in, the Gaian system with the sun and the moon and also all the planets here, they were around longer than us and we can learn from these planets especially the sun i spent one meditation outside and it was and i have realized that you can if the sun is a source of information it has seen everything that has happened on this planet and if you want to learn anything or have a sense of understanding about anything you can literally ask the sun Mm -hmm. and no matter and depending on you know the way that you interact with your abilities your clear senses you will get an answer. That's just real deep to me. (laughs) It is true. And, you know, with astrology too, it's like, you know, the sun sign is so important. And, you know, that is our guiding factor of life. It's our life source, you know, and then everything trickles out like around it in our chart. But, you know, it's a guiding point of discovering who we are in the soul life. I love that. I think that's so cool. Well, I think that's, you know, a good way to end (laughs) this podcast. So um, Ivy, where can people find you on Instagram? All right. So my Instagram and YouTube are the same, but I want to say that the best place to find me is on my website and it's www.ivysanem.com. And that way, if for some odd reason I do change my Instagram username, you can always find me because I'm always updating my website. <laughs> but my website is Sinem6, S-E-N-I-M, the number six in the letters I-X. Awesome. That's, that's me on YouTube too. Okay, rad. <laughs> well, I'm going to post links for Ivy's information and definitely check out her lives. It's on Thursday, usually, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Typically, I like starting them at 7 p.m., but, you know, when you're working a regular job, they don't really... Sometimes well, it's like midnight. Re- <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. One time I was out and I forgot it was Thursday and I literally went live at like 1130. <laughs> Nobody was there. I love that, though. <laughs> the commitment. <laughs> so I am committed. I've only missed probably one live, but... I started doing like readings on major parts of the moon cycles, like full and new moons. And I was like, y'all already got it reading this week. <laughs> y'all can Jesus. do it. <laughs> I love that. Well, it was a pleasure having you on. It was so much fun. You're so wise beyond your years. And I can't wait till your course is available. And thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to speak with you. And I would love to have you back as well. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. I love this type of setting. I feel like we should talk more, but I'm always nervous. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm really, I feel so honored that you asked me to be a part of this. We're making history here, you know, and we are. It's, it's just such a wonderful thing to be a part of. And I'm just so honored. I'm really grateful to be here.
Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you.